Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible class that is posted on our website, churchofchrist.com, also on our YouTube page for the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, every Sunday morning at 9.30. We're doing this, we're posting these podcast Bible studies for those who cannot be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Now, if you're in the Omaha area and you're able, we do hope you'll come and be with us in person, study God's word with us in person, worship God with us, and grow spiritually with us. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. Come check us out. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street. And Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evening, 6 o'clock, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, we come back together at 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. Now, you're welcome to any and all of these services, and we do hope you'll come if you're in the Omaha area. But at the same time, we know there are people, even in our area, who cannot be with us in person for various reasons. And we know that there are people who listen to our studies all across the country and around the world, literally. People want to be in God's Word. They just cannot always be with us in person for whatever reason, sometimes living in faraway areas. We're thankful to be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis through the medium of the Internet and by means of these podcasts. We're thankful you're there and want to learn God's Word more fully and more thoroughly. And we're thankful that we can be here with you and help you to do that. And all the glory goes to God. Now, we encourage you to go to our website and tell everybody you can to do so. First, share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody come close to God. You may help somebody change their life and get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them, obviously, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So share these studies with everybody you can, and then tell them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, click on the podcast button, and sign up for our podcasting. Now, that's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. It'll always be free. And when someone signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device all the time, every week, our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, a Monday through Friday daily radio program, Search the Scriptures, and a short, only about a 13-minute Bible study, but every single day of the week, seven days a week, that we call today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to their smart device, whichever one they choose, their phone, their computer, whichever one they choose. And again, it will always be free. So tell everybody you can. Now, we're going to get back into our study from the book of Deuteronomy. This is the last book of the, what's called the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. And these are written, it's pretty much universally understood by Moses for the most part. And they cover the beginning 
all going all the way back to the creation, how God brought everything in this universe into being and set it in order, brought all life upon this earth, and then begins with the early history of mankind going up through the flood of Noah's day because how mankind had become so totally wicked with the exception of Noah and his family, and then picking up with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, God beginning to set the bloodline of Abraham as the bloodline through which he would bring the Israelites into being, the nation of Israel, and through their bloodline, God would bring the Savior into the world. And God had promised that he would send the Savior into the world, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, because at that early date even, man had entered into sin and needed a Savior. So then we follow through Exodus as God leads the Israelites out of the bondage that they had become enslaved in under the government of Egypt, how he leads them to Mount Sinai, gives Moses, and then through Moses, the, the, the Israelite people, his spiritual law, and then how Moses leads them through a period of about 40 years through a wilderness wandering, or I call it a piddling because of their weak faith, to the point where we find them in the book of Deuteronomy. They are poised on the eastern bank of the Jordan River. They're ready to cross over into the promised land that God had promised to them through their forefathers, going all the way back to Abraham. And God has told them, I'll, I will fight the battles for you. Now, you're going to still have to put your warriors on the, on the battlefield, but I'm going to give you the victory over the peoples of this land. The peoples who live in this land, the land of Canaan, the land I promised to your forefathers, going all the way back to Abraham, they are basically godless people. They, they worship idols, statues, images, carvings, and that kind of religious uh, following on their part, it, it goes into not only does it reject me as God, the only God, and I am the only God, but it also has led them into all kinds of wickedness and sexual immorality and so on. So I want you to either destroy them in battle or drive them out of the land. Don't have anything to do with them. Don't go enter into relationships with them, and especially don't intermarry with them because in that intimate relationship, they will lead you away from me. And so that warning is issued by God through these books from Exodus on through Deuteronomy over and over and over again. And we're in one of those texts at this time in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, we looked at the first 14 verses of this chapter last time, and there, therein, Moses, God through Moses, was pronouncing the blessings of obedience upon the people of Israel. Now, that is in prospect, the blessings that, that if they would be obedient to God, then God would bless them mightily, abundantly. Their crops would be abundant. Their, their flocks and their herds would be abundant in their reproduction and in the food that they would provide for them. They would, they would just have you know, abundance, such wonderful blessings from a material and physical perspective. 
Now, beginning with verse 15 is one of those warnings. If you're not going to be faithful to me, then there's going to be curses. There's going to be judgment brought upon you, punishment. Now, again, and it's, it's somewhat difficult for us to understand fully because we're not in that culture that was so prevalent, in fact, almost overwhelming among humanity at that time, and that was the worship of idols, idolatry. Unfortunately, there's a large segment of people who say that they're Christians today who still worship through idols. Now, they would say, well, what? no, that's not true. Yeah, it is. You have them, you have these images all around your church buildings, in your homes. You bow down to them. You pray through them. That's idolatry. And that is in direct violation to the original Ten Commandments going all the way back to Exodus chapter 20. But that's another study for another time. But the, word, but the practice of idolatry back in that culture of that day, it led to all kinds of evil, wickedness, sinful actions and lifestyles, sexual immorality that abounded. And, and God keeps telling the people of Israel, you've got to stay away from that. That was probably their greatest their greatest problem or challenge to overcome by way of temptation to lead them into sin that the devil was putting before them. Because again, the people all around them, in all the nations around them, basically, were idolatrous nations. They worshiped idols. Now, so God has pronounced, or, or he has, through Moses, he has foretold, I'm going to bless you if you stay faithful to me. Now, beginning with verse 15 in chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28, the warning is given from God through Moses, if you do not stay faithful and obedient to me, if you go into idolatry, the worship of idols, I'm going to bring curses upon you. I'm going to bring judgment upon you, punishment. So beginning with verse 15, but it shall, turn, it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And he begins to lay out these curses, these judgments. Now, let me talk a little bit about what he says there in verse 15 by way of principle if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and statutes, which I command you today. A whole lot of people look at the Bible as a book of rules, just a rule book, basically. I say, I, I don't want to live by all that. A lot of them will say, I can't live by all those rules. They don't see the Bible from the positive perspective that it's a, it's a book of blessings, it's a book of, book of hope, of redemption, of salvation. They say, I don't want to have to do this, do this, do this, not do this, not do this, not do this. You're looking at it from a negative perspective. God has already laid out in the first 14 verses of chapter 28 the blessings that he would bring upon 
his people if they would stay faithful to him, stay true to him, live by his teachings, his commandments, his statutes. Now he says, but if you don't do that, then you're going to have to face the consequences. So in verse 16, he says, cursed you shall be in the city, cursed you shall be in the country, cursed shall be your basket and your kitchen bowl. In other words, you're going to have problems having enough food. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. You see, just the opposite of the blessings that he'd pronounced upon them if they would stay true to his teachings, his commandments, his statutes. And true faith in God, saving faith in God, is obedient faith to his teachings. True faith, saving faith, is exhibited through living by his teachings obediently, consistently. Verse 20, the Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you, the plague cling to you, until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. Now, again, people say, why would God do such a thing? You only want the blessings without the judgment? depending upon how you live your life? You want only God's grace and mercy and blessings in spite of your unfaithfulness to him? In spite of your sinfulness? Verse 23, your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven, it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. It's going to withhold the the rain so the crops will not be as productive as they would be if they had stayed true to God. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. Now, he's already told them, I'll give you victory over your enemies if you walk with me in faithful obedience consistently. But if you don't, then I'll give your enemies victory over you. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. Exactly the opposite of how he said it would be for the enemies who would come against Israel if the Israelites stayed true to him. There would be the enemies who would come who would come before them uh, and, and one way and then flee from before them in defeat seven ways. In other words, the Israelite armor would scatter them well, God says, you don't stay faithful to me, you don't stay obedient to me, you'll be the one scattered by your enemies, and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the, fe- of, of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. And we're talking about, I think probably we can understand the bodies of their soldiers laying on the battlefields, and the birds of the air and the scavengers of the earth 
come and they eat the flesh off the bodies. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart, and you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. Because God is the ultimate Savior. You turn away from God, you've turned away from your hope. You've turned away from your salvation, your deliverance. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. You shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. There is no Savior except God. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. Why? Because death is part of the judgment. Remember, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be violated or shall be, viol- uh, shall be violently, t- violently taken away from you, and you shall not be restored to, and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemy, and you shall have no one to rescue you. Well, why? Because your enemies are going to have their way with you. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people. Your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand. Well, what's he talking about? Enemies would defeat them in battle, conquer their land, and take their sons and daughters away. Hmm. In fact, he goes on and he says, a nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce, the produce of your labor. And you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. You shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. You know, when somebody, they're arrogant in their disobedience to God, in their rejection of God's teachings, but then when they're faced with the consequences of that arrogance, of that unbelief, of that disobedience, All of a sudden, they can be brought to their knees mightily. But you see, at that point, it's too late. It's too late. They're suffering the consequences. They should have stayed faithful to begin with. Well, God says you're going to suffer the consequences. A nation whom you've not known shall eat the fruit of your land. In other words, a nation you don't even know about right now. Maybe one that will rise, rise up and become mighty in centuries to come. They'll take you over. So you should be driven and because of the sight, uh, driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils which cannot be healed. And from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, the Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you 
to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. Now, this was prophecy from God that would happen if they would become unfaithful to God. They would be conquered by enemies, foreign enemies, and one in particular that they probably did not even know at this time, and that was not a mighty nation, but would become a mighty nation centuries into the future. And they would conquer, and they would take their king, the king of the, of the Jews, away. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the king of Israel back in those days. They'd take him away, the people away, to a foreign land. And a lot of the people of Israel would digress into idol worship. They'd worship the statues and the, the statues and the images, the carvings of those false gods, those idols. Most of the nation would never return to their land. As the history of Israel played out, while God was warning them about the possible potential consequences of their unfaithfulness to him, as we read through the progressive history of that nation over the next several hundred years, it came to pass They did exactly as God had warned them not to do. They joined with the ungodly nations, and they became ungodly themselves. They became idol worshipers. And they turned so far away from God that ultimately he did give their enemies victory over them, and their enemies did plunder their land repeatedly, And they did take the people, the people who were left. Many were killed in battle and through starvation. But the people of Israel that were left, they took them into foreign lands. And most of them never returned. How sad. How sad. But God is warning them here. And they needed to pay attention. They needed to teach their children to pay attention and to teach their children to teach their children to pay attention because God's word is true. Verse 37, and you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all the nations where the Lord will drive you. Well, they would be looked down upon by the conquering peoples of those nations that defeated them and removed them from their land. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory But you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. 
The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, because, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly, nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave you grain or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or, or, or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land, and they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you. In the siege and desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you. Oh my. In other words, they would, they would resort, resort to cannibalism, eating their own people, their own children, because of their starvation, as the enemies would besiege them outside their walls. Horrible, terrible, barbaric, despicable, ultimate degradation among the people of Israel because they did not follow God in faithful obedience consistently. And all of these images came to be a few hundred years down the road. They did not remember the warnings. They did not pay heed to them. They did not pay attention to their waning faithfulness to God that was getting weaker and weaker and weaker and more and more and more disobedient. And they suffered these consequences needlessly because God had warned them what would happen if they went down that road 
and they went down that road anyway in future generations. How sad. How sad. Now let me ask you this. Do you see any parallelism to what we're seeing in our nation today? Our culture is turning farther and farther and farther away from God and becoming more and more and more arrogantly disobedient to his teachings. Do you think we will not suffer the consequences? We need to wake up. We need to look at the history of Israel in Old Testament times. If God would bring that judgment upon those whom he had raised up to be his people, do you think he will not bring judgment upon us? We need to pray for God's guidance, for his wisdom and direction, for his forgiveness. Let's pray. Father, we need, we need to pay attention to your word, to your warnings. We need to pay attention to the blessings that you offer us if we will follow you according to your teachings. We need to pay attention to the blessings that you bestow upon us so abundantly already. And we need to live a life of thankfulness before you. We need to honor you in the way that we live before you by living by your teachings. Help us to open our eyes to that truth and to repent and to come to you for forgiveness and redemption and salvation through Jesus Christ. Please, Father, guide us, forgive us, Help us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.